0: Top Shelf
1: Fantasy. All right, Shelfies, at it again, podcast number 202. That's 202 for you non-college people out there, but it's July 15th, 2022. you probably hear this on Monday when it actually comes out, but we're going over the AFC West. Uh, We went over the AFC South in the podcast 201. So uh, the West is a little better than the South. I know the South we had to talk about Houston, Jacksonville for like fifteen minutes each. That that sucked. The worst team in this division is the Broncos from last year. So it could be a lot worse. But um, joined here by Corey Dowes and Derek Creighton, a guest tonight. Thanks for joining us,
2: Derek. Oh no problem. Happy to be here.
1: Yep. Um, I guess we'll get right into the news. Not a lot of news since last week. The biggest one.
0: Uh. Very great for us Pats fans.
1: <laughs> Nikhil Harry is traded for a seventh rounder to the Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah, we've been waiting for that for a long time.
2: Get off the team, you bum. The, the best part is that it's not a 23 seventh rounder, it's a 24 seventh rounder. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it as far be. off as you could trade, <laughs> yep.
0: low as you could go. Like if you're in Madden, there's like, you couldn't even get like a 61 overall guy for that. No, like, <laughs> nah, that, that guy sucks. Don't, I don't even want him. Just drop him. Because the like,
1: Bears are probably the worst team in the league, or you can argue it. So, at least the, seventh at least at the wide round, 23, it's like, oh, that's a high seventh rounder. 24, it could be like, dude, we can't give that, that high of a pick for right. Kill Hare. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. That's just it, the craziest thing, though, is that he goes to Chicago where he like realistically has a shot to be on the field again. Like, you're going to, he's like probably one of the worst receivers in the league statistically over the last few years. And he could be the wide receiver three there. I mean, you probably have Tamir Bird still there. And then the other dude they signed, um, Pringle. Like yeah. Those guys are – I mean, all of these guys are in the same like echelon, except I would probably take Pringle and Demir Bird over him right now. Oh, and then Darnell Mooney. Sorry, sorry. I forgot about Mooney. He's a legit –
1: Yeah, he's the easy one. And then you can even argue Velus Jones. I know he's a rookie, but he's old. Like, he's probably older than Akil Harry. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he, very well could be yeah i mean because like i know he's he came to the league at what 24. yeah yep yep like the thing that's interesting too about that Nikhil harry trade is like he was a first round pick so he's got to be making like close to two million dollars this year pats yeah. had, pats freed up roughly about a million dollars in cap space from the trade that's that's all i know so good for the pats <laughs> Add, addition by subtraction there with Nikhil harry yeah, especially yeah. with the guys they signed
0: this offseason, like Nikhil Harry is not going to have a role on the team. So get anything you can back for him, a seventh rounder. Cool. And yeah, like you said, he downloaded like 1.8 or I think 1.4 mil or just over a million downloaded, but he's getting 1.8 this year as a cap hit on Chicago now. So Good for him, I guess, but fucking, yeah. I mean, <laughs> who are we talking about? Let's just move on. It's Nikhil Harry.
1: Yeah. I was, I was, I was <laughs> going to ask like, he was a first round pick. If you, if you trade a first round pick and pick up the option, but there's no way they're going to, so there's no point to get into that conversation.
2: Right. Yeah. Um. Right. But
1: in dynasty, would you pick him up? I mean, our 14 team dynasty league, 14 team dynasty league. He's still out there. Like no one's even tossed a
0: dollar in for that. Yeah. Guy. I mean, I have such a bad history with him. If I didn't, I'd probably toss a buck on him just to put him on my roster if I had a free spot or something.
1: But but, the, but then he's a the guy like our
0: league, <clears throat> you have to have, you know, max points four in your team.
1: you get get a guy like Nikhil Harry, if he goes off for 15 w- w- one week, that's on your bench and that fucks up your entire yeah. percentage. So like people yeah, for, are looking uh, at it like that too.
0: For me, I'm not worried about percentage. So I, like, I would definitely factor that in here 100% right if mm. I was affected by it, but I have none of my own picks this year. So... Um, score away I I suppose I'm not that's why I'm carrying like five tight ends this year because I don't care about my percentage it doesn't matter because I don't affect my own picks right um but yeah no that's definitely that's definitely a good point for every other team in the league pretty much besides like Tom I think Tom also traded off all his picks but um I I mean he's worth a stash I, I still think he has there's a world in which Nikhil Harry can play decent football we've seen him play good football in college and just never lived up to that hype now, a lot of stories came out today that it was because of a lack of effort and lack of maturity, lack of a good relationship with the coaching staff. And you see this happen a lot when guys leave town after a, a, a poor stint in a city. People kind of just pile on on their way out. Um, whether it's true or not, Who I, I don't know if we'll ever know unless he goes somewhere else and kills it. But I've been a proponent saying for years now, there's a real, real world where DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, all these guys that everybody say, oh, we could have had them instead of McKeel Harry they come to the Patriots and they suck just as bad. Like, that's a very real possibility. I mean, maybe with Tom Brady, they would have looked good. but we don't really take a ton of deep shots, and that's what a lot of these guys make their money on. So to just automatically blame Nikhil Harry, while maybe unfair or maybe short-sighted, or even make, maybe it is fair. I don't know. He, he made a lot of bonehead plays, lack of effort, terrible hands. You can you can say that that doesn't matter who your quarterback is. That's still just you sucking as a receiver. But we don't know how any of these other studs would do in the Patriots system. So I think we kind of have to hold off on Harry and making the full judgment until what we see what he does somewhere else. Now, is Chicago a, a recipe for success? Probably not. That's, I'd like to see him go to yeah, KC and see what he can do there with Mahomes and a team that takes a lot of shots and throws the ball a ton. But for right now, I'd stash him into your leagues deep enough. Not in redraft, no, nowhere near oh God, a 12 no. team redraft. Don't yeah. even fucking touch the guy, but in a deep dynasty, 14 plus teams, 25,
2: 24 roster slots in around there. If you have a taxi <laughs> 50, squad, if you're allowed to come on spots. there, yeah, like you take the name away from it. Recipe for dynasty success is you look at pedigree, first round pick, young wide receiver, it's always a stash. Yep. right so like it doesn't I mean, matter who the player is if they're it's young, the same with kevin white have,
1: for years too
2: yeah yep. you, you have to stash those guys like mm-hmm. they don't pan out that's fine but you'd rather you'd rather miss with him on your roster than miss with him on some other yeah team two
1: months later local. like crap i could have had him for a
0: dollar and i was going to go for like 15. Right. right and i think there's a guy i follow on twitter david j gautieri if you follow him by chance he's always always harping on the draft stock. Anybody over 6'2", anybody over 210 pounds, cause them alpha receivers, yeah. those are the guys. And the, I mean, Harry fits that. So, I don't know, I guess, I'm gonna continue saying jury's out even though we've seen three, I think three horrible years so far, but Tom Brady, never trusted him, Mac Jones was a rookie quarterback, Cam Newton had no arm. I mean, if we're looking at it objectively and not just as Pats fans who are upset about a first round pick and what could have been with someone else, You got to say the guy didn't have a great opportunity. And I mean, which wide receivers killed it on the Patriots over the last three years, Edelman for a bit till he got hurt. And uh, then Jacoby Myers, who kind of came out of nowhere and doesn't play the same role as Harry does. So that's true. Interesting little sliver, but we've now spent way too much time. I know.
1: And that's me. I kept going, 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 (laughs) going, um, other news. Gaby Davis, uh, is fat. He's up to 236. And that's just kind of a joke. You could just be like really in shape. But we talked about it before the podcast. You know, he's a guy that that's a downfield guy, or at least he was in the playoffs last year when he had his like three to four t- touchdown game. You add on any weight, you're you're gonna slow down regardless.
2: Yeah, it's like he's trying to pull the shack and play into shape once he gets to camp, but I don't really think it works that way. He he bought into his offseason hype more than any one of us. Apparently. That- mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, He's like, I'm nasty now. I'm eating Chinese
0: food every day. He's on the Eddie Lacey diet. Yeah. I'm getting drafted high. I'll get paid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish the best for him. I like him a lot, but uh 236 is a big, a big boy at receiver. That's sad. It's creeping into Kelvin Benjamin territory, which we all know <laughs> how that ended.
1: Might as well play a tight end and then get cut. <laughs> and
0: get caught for stealing food at the that's right hall. he did
1: steal foods right
0: like what a fat ass to get caught and kicked off an nfl team for eating too much
1: uh, yeah so it says that he was two, 210 last year so he gained 16 pounds no 26 pounds Holy shit. 26 that's a, a lot that's that a lot of, lot of weight
2: 26 oh. pounds of muscle in that Time span is like really hard to do, especially <laughs> yeah. if kids already big, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, if you're already
0: NFL shape, like to put that much on is either if it's muscle, then he did steroids. It's almost like a fact at that point. And if yeah, it's right. fat, yeah. then it's no good. So I mean, I think it's I think your loose. max amount of uh muscle weight per month is supposed to be like three to four pounds, like actual lean muscle. So I don't know, man. <laughs> That's dicey. All right, well, uh
1: that's the big news. Bad receiver and then a fat receiver. So let's get into the uh AFC West. This is by far the best division. Um
2: maybe of all time. Best fantasy division, you, maybe of you all time. You could
0: argue it. I'd have to go back, but I if I had to guess, probably. I mean, so we have off the Ken, top of my head Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the num the sheer number of startable fantasy players or even like wide receiver ones, the twos those top twos, probably the most in one division ever, I'd guess.
1: So we have the Chiefs uh, finished 12 and five last year. Uh, The Raiders 10 and seven, the Chargers nine and eight, and then followed by Denver with a seven and 10 record last year. Um, Dows, what division do they play this year? Is it NFC
0: West? Yeah, I don't know. I sent you that text a while ago and then I lost it, so. Yeah, I'm not. I, I could it. be completely wrong. I think. I, th- I think I'm completely wrong. So just keep going, and I'll find it right now. Sure.
1: All right. That 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 sounds great. So, the the Chiefs, of course, they're bringing back Patrick Mahomes because why not? He's paid what five hundred million dollars. So, um, again, one of the best quarterbacks in the league finished as quarterback four last year. Um, the biggest factor here is Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think that was. One trade of this offseason that shocked us the most, I know there's the Devontae Adams trade, but I think the Tyreek Kills trade was was the one that we're like, holy shit, he's actually going to leave Patrick Mahomes and try to go play with Tua. Mm-hmm. But he, he got paid, so good for him. But why did he for six last year? Um, I was a top five, six receiver in the last th- five years, if I had to guess, unless, you know,
2: injury riddled yeah. seasons. He had that one injury season where he fell on the sideline, hurt his shoulder, and then also had a hamstring thing. That was like maybe Mm -hmm. four years ago.
1: Yeah. And then other players that are departing, uh, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, and Darrell Williams was not brought back. So with all those players right there, the number of vacated targets is 322 vacated targets. That is a lot. I know we had Tennessee in our last podcast with like 355, 351. But through twenty-two is is a number that usually never happens uh, for a team the next season, especially the Chiefs. Like a team that's that's this good, usually you know keeps the same roster. It's not so they they lost Hill, but they also lost two decent receivers for their team in Pringle and Robinson as well. So this is a this is a completely new team.
2: I would say I would say fully disagree. They lost one good wide receiver. I know it's Tyreek killed. I'm saying for
1: their team. (laughs) (laughs) look <laughs> <laughs> like I mean Pringle did great at the end
2: of last year to Margaret
1: R- Robinson's that speedster that they wanted McCall Harbin to kind of be
2: if you take Tyreek Hill off that roster last year I think the Chiefs have one of the worst group of wide receivers in the NFL I think you could compare yeah, I, I can't argue that so yeah I, he, say-
0: I, I I do see Scott's point though in, in so far that their offense isn't even predicated on wide receiver talent. It's purely predicated on wide receiver speed. They just draft like the fastest guy every year and they're like, go blow the top off the defense and we'll just throw it to uh, Travis Kelsey, open underneath, and he'll make it happen for us. And yeah. but again, to, to your point, Tyreek Hill is a scumbag, but he's a generational talent. So, like, you're not you cannot replace him, no matter how much I might dislike him. He's just a fantastic not only a football player, but a fantasy football player, because he has that, give me a slant and I'll take it 70 yards to the house. If not, I I don't mind splitting safeties down the middle on cover two and just throw it over the top of one of them. I'll go get it. So, um, I I mean, his targets vacator are the most important, but I don't want to discount the Pringle and Robinson, uh, or even what uh, Daryl Williams did just because who's going to come in and do that. If you look at the incoming guys, I don't know. Maybe MBS has the speed to kind of play that role, but Juju doesn't. Like Juju's not going to do that. I think we're really going to be looking at an entirely new style KC offense this year. Yeah. they Which, have to. Even though I just said I'd buy into this division more than most other teams or buy into this team rather than I, I would most others, I'm concerned about KC for the first time in a long time because I don't know what that offense is going to look like. Do I think Mahomes and Kelsey figure it out and I definitely draft them high? Yes. But the receivers? I'm not comfy with any of these guys. I mean,
2: Juju might get peppered, but what's the last time we saw him do anything good? So I think, I think you really, you hit on the best thing, is that the you can't repl- replace every kill in that offense, right? So what you have to do is you have to restructure the offense. And like I think like what Andy Reid does best and why he's one of the best coaches in the NFL is that he doesn't have an offensive system that he jams players into he builds his office an offensive system around the skills that his players have. Right. Yeah. So I think like, we're going to see probably week to week, maybe like if the wide receiver skill talent is all kind of mm-hmm. neutral, we could see different people pop off week to week, just based on the defense that they're playing against. Right. So outside of Travis Kelsey, I mean, surefire locked in first round and a 10 or 12 team format, if it's PPR or, or like tight end premium, I think like, that's that's the biggest takeaway is that Travis Kelsey is as safe as any year that he's had outside of injury. Yeah. I
0: mean, I I love the Kelsey prospect this year. I think he's probably going to retake his role as the tight end one. I think Mark Andrews probably doesn't repeat. Um, I just, despite last year, I think it's Kelsey's spot to lose at this point with the way this offense is shaping up. Um, But back to the receivers, I mean, MVS and Juju, juju good in his own right i don't want to bash juju too hard because i think he probably sees 100 plus targets has a great season but mvs i'm the guy i'm I'm worried about it he's a guy i i won't touch in any format which is something i don't really say for kansas city wide receivers on a year-to-year basis i mean there were formats where i was drafting Miko hardman late just taking a flyer because it was kc mvs i don't know i want the guy i mean he's injury prone has been his whole career and he's not really gotten on the same page as Aaron Rodgers, so why is he going to get on the same page as Pat Mahomes, who's directly comparable?
1: Because Aaron Rodgers is an asshole, right? <laughs> no, I mean not that, that is a fair point. The only reason, I mean, I, I have MVS in our dynasty league. I'd be drafting MVS just because he's linked to Mahomes, like like you you said, you took the shot on McCole Harbin for the those years. I'll take a shot on him. I'll take a shot on Juju. I'll take a shot, even McCole, even later, like if one of them pound to be the guy, boom, I got an absolute steal in, yeah. in, you know, round 10 plus.
0: Right. Yeah. If you, if they're hanging out for sure. I mean, there's, there's more upside to them than most other guys you'll get at that, at that spot mm-hmm. because of Mahomes. But mm-hmm. they're not guys that I'm pushing to round seven saying like, Oh, I think this guy's got wide receiver three upside for sure. I'm going to take the flyer on him. Yeah, this is my don't, dude. Don't right. and be cute.
2: Right. it's uh it's very similar to like how we look at running backs now like you take a full running back platoon and a team that's what you want to do with Casey wide receivers like if you get one of them somewhat late like you have to get a going. second one yeah yeah <laughs> one's got taking, to hit right yeah just keep taking those shots get you know yeah and you should know your...
1: <laughs> by the first two weeks like right if one of them is getting eight plus targets a week okay that's the guy if mvs is going to the Four targets, two catches for eighty yards. One week, you know that's that's you know not going to happen all the time. So right, I right. mean, I mean, uh, we haven't talked about it, but they drafted Sky Moore in the mid second right. round. That that's a guy we can't, we had to put there. Like that, he could be the guy too. Like there's a world where I don't know have the ADPs up. I assume Juju would be getting drafted the highest out of all the receivers. I would, um, I would think so. I'm, I'm curious of, of sky Moore and MVS uh, around like when they're getting picked, I feel like Michael Harmon would be the fourth in ADP just because I feel like, I mean, we, he's, we've he's, seen it. yeah. Like, like, Oh, he's, this is his fourth year there. Like he's the vet there, but he's burnt probably almost everyone that's played fantasy football once or twice. But uh, yeah, do the ADP thing up,
0: Daz. I don't. I do not. It. I was trying to pull it up. I was not succeeding. In the night then words. I got but- distracted <laughs> looking at uh, Juju's age. Who's twenty five years old, which is one year old. and Mikellar.
2: But the thing <laughs> is, so like, young. if you're on the turn and you draft Juju, just draft Sky Moore too, like, right? Because you're in like the eighth round, probably ninth round, maybe even later. Like, <laughs> just yeah. burn both picks and just try to. I walk mean, the especially
1: one with the MVS camp hype, you know. Like he he's you know working well Mahomes like he's gonna get pushed up with with Juju and Sky World will get pushed down where they all might be eventually at the end of the day in that same two rounds like you said I'll I'll, I'll take two back to back right just cause and then of course I, the guy you don't take is one that's gonna hit
2: <laughs> I I think like we haven't we haven't really touched upon Patrick Mahomes draft stock this year but like because quarterback is so top heavy and also deep he's probably just like an easy fade like. I would just, I could just see like in redraft formats, just taking Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes and feeling okay about it just because it's like Patrick Mahomes might be, have his most efficient year ever at quarterback in one of his worst statistical fantasy years. Mm -hmm. He could be a much better NFL quarterback, but a worse statistical fantasy quarterback. But I mean, you're not going to hate if you take him. but everyone's fading quarterbacks anyway. So he's going to go a little bit later than you think.
1: Yeah. I agree. Um, I guess we we'll get to the running backs. Uh, like I said, they got rid of Daryl Williams, but uh, they still have C.H. Derek Gore remains there. McKinnon was signed for a one-year deal. And then the rookie, uh, Pacheo, they got in, I think, the sixth round of the draft. Speedster guy. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a C.H. fan, so I'll, come, I'll let you guys kind of take the RB approach here. Um, I want C.H. to work, but again, like I've seen Ronald Jones play. I'm I, not a Jones fan. Yeah, he can't catch the ball. He fumbles. He kind of blows every opportunity he has. But it's a new team. Like We've seen CH play the first two years, and he hasn't looked great. Uh, Jones could take a lot of early down uh, carries there. He could take all the goal line carries there. And also McKinnon, if he makes the team, he's a third down back. Like He played very well in the playoffs, and he could yeah. do the same thing too. But I'll, I'll let you guys kind of talk about that.
2: I think like the biggest takeaway at running backs that like still is not a like surefire. It's still uncertain with with Daryl Williams leaving, he had 57 targets <clears throat> with 47 receptions and 452 yards receiving last year. And like with the offense changing and we've seen Andy Reid's history, I would just anticipate there's gonna be more balls to running backs. Like You need to, if you need to go a little bit more sideways with the offense, if you're not going to go vertical, a very easy way to do that is with screens and throwing to your running back. So like, and we've know Clyde was the best receiving running back coming out in the draft class with JK Dobbins and with Jonathan uh, Taylor. Like, I just think that where Clyde's getting drafted, he's getting drafted as four, like in redraft. Like he's like, he's like running back 20 in in redraft. I think he's 29
1: now. As of uh, yeah. yesterday, he he was twenty sixth last week. I was twenty nine.
2: I think he's I think he's a dynasty buy. I think that he's a redraft like a really a easy like RB two stash. Like the one thing that makes me hesitate with Clyde, and I know he had like the gallbladder uh, surgery last year, but he just looks a little slow on on the field, and like if maybe and but he can't get smaller either. So he needs to get bigger and faster and mm-hmm. I just don't know if he has that ability but he's easily the most talented running back in the group. So if we're just going based on talent in the in Kansas City's running back group. He's I take the shot. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I'm so torn. So I, I was a CH hater when Scott took him. I didn't think he had the talent to be on the field a lot. I thought he was undersized. I thought you, he was too you were small. right, <laughs> kind of. I mean, when he's been on the field, he's been good. He just right. hasn't been durable enough to to stay there. But is Ronald Jones durable enough in a large, increased role? I don't know. We've never really seen it. He's never been the guy, and when he has been, like you said, he's fumbled away his chances. Quite literally, fumbled in them away. So. If I'm taking CEH, I'm taking Ronald Jones probably in the following round, like just to get both of them. But in order to make that happen based on ADPs, you might have to do that way too early to be a viable option. Yeah, that's tough. I hang on staying away fence (laughs) and I probably lean towards staying away because I don't want to tie up two spots on two guys that will do the job of one somewhere else. Mm. So if I could go earlier and take a running back earlier, just to get somebody who I could pick one guy and get that production from, or what I project them to do, you know, combined, I'll do that. If I can get two guys later that might have a little bit lower production, but I don't have to burn those picks, and I can replace or you know, I can use those picks on wide receivers or tight end or not a quarterback, probably not that early. But um, if I can do that, I just think it makes my team stronger from top to bottom. So. Probably staying away from Kansas city running backs. I've done that for a while. I just don't have a lot of interest in them, which is unfortunate because if you go back to Andy Reid's early days, you've saw, you've seen what he did with like a LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook type running back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you can get, one guy who can do these things and if Ronald Jones could figure out how to catch the ball or block reliably or not fumble, he could be that guy. But this is me he, asking he, he him to do th- things yeah. he's never done. He you yeah. said three
1: most important right. things for a that's like back.
0: that's like saying Corey, if you could be six feet uh 225 pounds of pure <laughs> muscle and then run a four four you could be in the NFL. You. <laughs> right. Like right. But I can't do those things. I've tried.
2: I heard my back but, swinging a softball bat the other day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, think, like, I think if you go no RP strategy and redraft, CH is someone you should target. Like, I think it also depends on, like, your draft strategy going into it. Like, I think, like, guys that, like, he's a starting running back on a very good offense. If you go zero RP strategy, those are the type of guys you want to target later in drafts. Yeah,
1: I mean – yeah, it's true. I mean, he, he is in that zone for zero RB strategy. Just the same with James Conner last year, Fournette last year. So, I mean, those guys do hit once in a while. But to end out Kansas City, um, they were fourth in passing rank last year, 16th in rushing rank. Um, I think the pass rank goes down a bit. Russian rank probably stays the same. I thought it'd be a lot lower than that. But I think Darrell yeah. Williams really helped at that category. Their defense, um, overall was great at eight, but their passing rank was twenty-seven. The Rush ranks twenty-one. Their defense is a little weak. Um, I know they they had some additions this year, but I kind of see it being around the same. Plus, they're in a very tough division this year.
2: Yeah, hard to very hard division. Yep,
1: and of course they bring back Andy Reid, uh, for his ninth year and Eric Benemy for his fourth year, as OC. In Another team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, brand new coach, Josh McDaniels. See you later. Uh, old Patriots OC. And then Mike Lombardi, new offensive coordinator there. 10 7 record last year. Uh, six in passing rank last year. That was surprising.
2: Eric Carr's uh actual yardage, very, very surprising. It's like he had um like comparable to like all the elite quarterback yardage, but just didn't have the touchdown. That's like yeah, 4,800,
1: but 23 touchdowns. Um, and a lot of that came with Hunter Renfro having a messed season, but, um, Derek Carr's back. He signed an extension. So, you know, there he's their guy, Josh Jacobs is back. Of course, Kenyon Drake's still there. He, he could be a cut candidate, probably not even uh, fantasy worthy, anyways, Darren Waller's still there, Hunter Renfro, um, for the bigger names there, but, a lot of players that left, including, of course, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, that same draft class did not pan out. Ruggs, of course, um, not a good guy. <laughs> he will never probably play again. But let's get into the exciting news. Look at just look at the incoming free agents. It took a long time to actually go through these. Um, biggest one has to be Jacob Johnson, the fullback from the Patriots.
2: Yeah, I could, but I was yeah, going to say, yeah. like, how, <laughs> how do you choose him over Brandon Bolden as as a, as a Pats fan. They're basically both fullbacks.
1: <laughs> like, um, well, I think it was I was like, hey, like, I got these two guys and the front office is, is like, hey, you know, they're both kind of fullbacks. Choose one. He's and like, no, don't worry about it. I just want to take them from the Patriots. He's like, and then I might as well just bring in Amir Abdullah, too. But Devontae to Adams, uh, right. Matt, a massive trade. Wide receiver three last year. Always been a top three pick as receiver the last Several years, probably the wide receiver one, honestly, since after Antonio Brown's massive seasons, but he now is paired with his old college quarterback in Derek Carr. He no longer has his MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Davante Adams, and said Derek Carr reminds him a lot like Rodgers. They're kind of the same player. I don't believe it, but do you think he's still a top three wide receiver, or do do you think he's still a top five wide receiver? Because you know we're we're getting you know. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, probably top three. Is he a top five?
0: I would say so in, in my opinion, um, if you do pure talent at wide receiver, hundred percent, that's easy. But yeah. if you do fantasy finish, which is trickier, um, I think he, he's more on that cost five, six, seven, um, Derek Carr though, we've seen him do well with lesser talent, like that, um, Dante Adams will be the best, uh, wide receiver he's ever played with and i don't think that's particularly close so he's definitely got the upside what i'm more worried about is not even their connection it's just josh mcdaniel's if if the mick offense gets installed in uh well i almost said oakland but in in las vegas i don't know that the things that devonta adams has done for so long to succeed on the packers are going to translate into the raider offense i mean i you don't see Josh McDaniels taking deep shots and whether that was a McDaniels thing, a Belichick thing, a Patriots thing, we don't know. But all I know is that he had full, full uh, offensive play calling rights. And we never saw a deep throw. We never saw a jump ball, go get it. Can Carr audible out and throw it to Devontae Adams and get him to that top five? Maybe. Can he do it consistently? I don't know.
2: (laughs) So probably though, like the best skilled offense since, 07 for McDaniels mm. like you know what I mean like so like yep. so yeah. like maybe very true. maybe maybe his offensive play call was limited by his personnel a little bit but yep. also at, in, the, in the same vein you could say Derek Carr not a great shot taker plays right. quarterback pretty timid mm-hmm. most of the time I think like in that in that playoff game that that last series against the Bengals it just looked like Derek Carr was in way over his head. <laughs> you know, so yep. like so so that would worry me a little bit. I mean, Devante like, I mean, Corey, you're right on it. Like Devante Adams, if we're talking talent wise, there's n- no goddamn question in the world. I mean, the guy just does everything just better than most people. His ability to get off the line and break press coverage and still just absolutely torch the defensive backs is is pretty silly. Um but I think Oakland's a big question mark. Josh McDaniels really, I don't know. Does he does like from being a Pats fan? He doesn't instill confidence in me a ton. I wish him the best, but he does not make me feel like oh they're gonna kill it.
1: Yeah, there, there there's a lot of question marks there, and and I mean we've talked about the two the last couple of years of the Patriots has been like what the hell kind of offense are you doing? But again, like he didn't have the the weapons to to do it. But I mean. Don't fuck it up. You got Devontae Adams. You signed Hunter Renfro for an extension who looked fantastic last year at wide 11 last season. But 234 vacated targets. Just give them all to Devontae Adams. Boom. You're fine. <laughs> like there's a <laughs> lot of vacated targets yeah. there. And Hunter Renfro got 128 last year. You give Devontae Adams the 169 he had last season. You still have plenty of vacated tar- targets to give out. Um,
2: Did they extend They extended car too, right?
1: It's in the car. Yeah. Car and yeah. Renfro. And Renfro. Um,
2: I mean, a great pairing of wide receivers with that do different kind of skill sets. Oh yeah. Renfro fantastic. Being, can fit right into that Jules kind of, you know, format. I think like Pat's fans immediately will overdraft Hunter Renfro based on the Josh McDaniels landing, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're wrong. You know, I think that that might be right.
1: Yeah, it it definitely could be, and I I don't know his ADP, but he's not going. This as, as a wide receiver eleven like he finished last season at all. I like think right. he's going way later than that.
2: Biggest question mark I think with Oakland is is Josh Jacobs, right? Like, what is what does all this mean? Like, the, does he does Josh McDaniels bring the mentality to running backs to Oakland, and that's why they have Kenyon Drake there, and they want to split it? But like, and they brought in. But they brought in Amir Abdullah and Brandon Bolden and Jacob Johnson to play fullback, so they obviously want to go with a fullback set, yeah. which could also and help Josh Jacobs.
1: Did yes, he, yes.
2: He an role from last year, I don't know.
1: I mean, we 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 got to start. Uh, they drafted Zamir White too. So, and I was also Britton Brown in the later rounds, but right, they draft two running backs. They bring in three running backs. Sure, they lost Peyton Barber and you know Jalen Richard. Who I thought Rashard would 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 die there, but
2: he's really again good.
1: they well have back. a lot of running backs and high draft capital. And Zemir White, I, in my opinion, with Josh Jacobs, I think he could be a steal. I think he finishes as an rp like twelve to fourteen each year, but he's always like drafted as an RB twenty plus, and it, it, it's it could be the same exact thing this season too.
2: He gets uh, but he get like he's done that because he's gotten the volume. But I think like, he also is like watching him play. Like, I think Josh Jacobs is a really good running back that just like never had anywhere to run for the majority of (laughs) his runs. watching the Raiders play football. Like, but like I, they had a really weird year last year and he was still viable. Like we're like not even a year removed from halfway through the season. They lost their head coach to horrible disgusting mm-hmm. emails that he sent that got washed into and then like henry rugs happened last year too in the middle of the season this team went and like made a playoff run like that's a good testament to a lot of these players and like their ability to kind of like look past these things that buy in so i don't know i just went sleep on the raiders this year but they feel i feel yeah. more bullish about the raiders than i do about denver i would say that i like that that's a take that's a good take. Yeah.
1: I mean, their offensive line still is one of the worst in the league. So they bring in all these guys, but they can't build the line. But again, you said, you know, you bring the, those two fullbacks. Hopefully that can help them. But yeah. w- we'll see another great frigging team on paper uh, in the AFC West. Yeah. And another great team on paper, maybe one of my favorites on paper, is the Chargers. Uh, finished third in the division last year. God, this division division's so fucking good, yeah. um. But their passing rank l- last year was two. Their rushing rank l- l- last year was twenty-one. Um, I thought it'd be be higher, but I guess Eckler, you know, does a lot in the air. Uh, their defense is kind of middle line. Their their rushing defense is complete dog shit. But their defense, and I I know it's all offensive players here, but their defense has gotten so much better this season. Holy shit! That. That defense on the paper is the old school Eagles from, like, 06 on paper. That didn't work out, but...
2: (laughs) Except for Khalil Mack, the Khalil Mack signing might be the biggest impact signing, like, in all, all free agency, like, or trade. I think it was a trade, but, like, the addition of Khalil Mack to this defense with having Derwin James just roaming around the secondary doing whatever they want to do. And then Jackson. adding JC Jackson. Yeah. The difference between JC Jackson and Namde Asamoa in that in that not to go all the way back to that Philly super team, but like mm. no one threw Namde's way when he was on the Raiders because their second quarterback was always some dog shit cornerback mm. that got beat all the time. And he
1: played one side of the field.
2: <laughs> right. And he played <laughs> one side of the field and he was more of a zone coverage guy. They bring in JC Jackson, he's a big bully cornerback that fits with the Derman James scheme that they play like. I the, the chargers are probably the team that perennially probably disappoint everyone all the time. Like even going back to the Phillip rivers years, like the fact that they never won anything in those years, like, chargers are just losers, man. I don't know what I about <laughs> they Aaron, really are. They just fucking lose.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and back to the defense, they, they also, Asante Samuel coming into his sophomore season, um, Joey Bosa, they uh Kenneth Murray there as well. Mm-hmm. Like they, they they have a very good fucking team. Yeah. But, um, but can they put it all together? And they bring they're, back they're, no, they're
2: they're um they they're favorite to win the division. Almost all every book yeah. has the Chargers favorite to win this division.
1: If I had a guess, I would I would guess that as well. i w I wouldn't yeah. bet it because I don't think the odds would be as good enough for me to bet it, but um they bring back in staley uh, for a second year and joe lombardi for a second year the offensive coordinator justin herbert herbert sherbert um the sophomore season Q- qb2 fantastic job again like he came in his rookie year balled out and everyone's saying you know he did great but there's always a sophomore slump he just you know took his middle finger and shut it up everyone's ass and just said look at me i'm qb2 yeah, I'm here. This is my league, and he just fucking crushed it. Five thousand yards, thirty-eight touchdowns, fifteen interceptions, another three hundred rushing yards as well, and he didn't
2: fumble at all. See, I mean, the, the surprising thing is like Justin Herbert, two hundred more passing yards than Derek Carr. Yep. That's what was so surprising about mm-hmm. Derek Carr, right?
1: <laughs> and not many um so 443 completions compared to Carr's 428. So a lot, a lot more yards in the air. Right. Uh, yeah, he he's not shy, but he really helped Mike Williams finally get that breakout year which you were waiting for. He was a wide receiver 10 on the season with nine touchdowns and he Data towards the middle of it but keen Allen what is her 14 this is a guy that can make two receivers in that uh, offense two top 14 and I wouldn't be shocked if they d- did it again Austin Eckler RB2 last season uh, played 16 games which was awesome you know he's always that injury prone type of running back in the NFL but if you if you had him on your team is probably on a lot of uh, championship teams great season I don't know if he can um have 20 touchdowns again, that, that
2: is a lot of touchdowns. It's like 12 rushing touchdowns. Like was like his average is like five before last year. I mean, like, two,
1: it's... 206, 206 rushing attempts and 12 t- touchdowns. That's <laughs> that, that that's very good. Well, like that doesn't happen.
2: The only thing like that I would say about it though, is like, it's so weird. The chargers go and they like, they draft as I like Isaiah Spiller. And it's like, why don't you just get someone a running back that does the opposite. You know, of what Eckler does. They just go and they get the same guy. They want to play the same offense. So, like, I don't know. Eckler seems pretty safe to me outside of injury. He also can do one-handed pull-ups, which is pretty spectacular.
1: That's why I'm going to draft him early. <laughs> that reason alone. But, yeah, I mean, they, they got rid of Justin Jackson. Not even rid. He's still a free agent. They could all, always just bring him back in. He was fantastic uh, when Eckler was hurt and banged up. Like He was. Uh, in the playoff run, uh, in the championship, I, I had to use him. I had Eckler, twenty, one points in the finals or the or the semis, I think. But he's gone. Uh, Jared Cook is still unsigned. Too, they didn't lose that many big guys, but one hundred thirty-three vacated targets. Um, that's great. They bring in Gerald Everett, which I think is a very underrated signing this offseason. I, I, I think he is a fantastic athletic tight end um yeah. i think the i mean you, you saw him with the rams like he he was the tight end to own over higby because he was the tight end that's going to actually catch passes so i do think he, he he's a sneaky guy uh towards the end of drafts like i'll, I'll take a shot on him at the last round
2: great flyer at tight end drafted the same year as higby too and then just played over him with the rams for a while and then the Rams signed B and was like, okay, Gerald Everett, you're Bye. out of here. <laughs> It
1: was It was a yeah. weird
2: circumstance there. Yeah, but I it think was the, very strange. The tight end position with, like, Kasparum has been a dynasty darling for two years now. Mm-hmm. Like, people really like just his, like, size to skill, like, um, profile. GX like six, six, yeah. six, six, eight. And he's an absolute freak, too. And, like, Gerald Everett is, too, but Gerald Everett's a more, you know, a more polished route runner.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: I think like Trey McKitty also was taken, I think in the third round. Last he was chicken high.
1: Yeah. He's and on my like, dynasty team and it's signed everybody. Like, God damn it. <laughs> I, never get yeah. a fucking shot.
2: I just think that it's like, I mean, they're, Gerald Everett's probably your best like upshot tight end there. But I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those three like end up with like 700 yards at the end of the season.
1: Yeah. If I'd have bet on someone, it'd probably be Joel Everett.
2: But I would too. Me too. I agree.
1: Dows. What are your thoughts on the, on Keenan Allen, Mike Williams this year? Who would you rank?
0: (laughs) All right. Uh. In any question you're about to ask me Keenan Allen. Allen. Okay. um, That's fair. I would as One of the most consistent wide receivers that I feel like gets no props for it. For the past, like I don't know, seven Ten. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he blew oh, his wow. he blew his spleen out that one year. And everybody's like, oh, he's injury prone. Is it, is it like it's six like, years ago now? Yeah. It's like, dude, it was a million years ago, and he like, okay, he had a spleen burst. Like, so sorry. Like it's not his fault. Every other year, he's been the picture of consistency, hundred ballpark catches, like in that in that ring. I think it was like 90 catches he gets almost every year. The guy is just consistent. And when I'm looking for a guy on my team, Keenan Allen's one of the guys I look for every single year. If you looked at my team in most leagues that I don't have, like UTSF guys that know that I like you know about Keenan Allen because you actually like look at football and respect him. like he falls to you late because people are like, oh dude, Keenan Allen, man. No, you don't want him. Mike Williams is the hotness right now, or whoever the hell else might be there. Dude, it's it's Keenan Allen. He's the guy that you should want. Herbert's on the same page with him. He's the focal point of the offense. sure Williams does a lot of cool stuff, and I like Mike Williams too. I mean, I like everybody in that Charger offense. I really don't think you can go wrong with Herbert slinging it around a million times. But Keenan Allen's the boy. Like that's that's what you want. He's a dog. Anywhere's a loose. Anybody who wears a loose hoodie underneath their jersey can play for my team. <laughs>
1: yep, that is so true. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, going to weigh him down. Actually, might help him though. He's like, I'm I'm too fast.
0: Yeah. And and to if we down. had
2: IDPs, I'd have Devin McCourty out there too with his long yeah, sleeves, of baggy sleeves. But He's back a to your tactician route runner, Keenan <laughs> Allen. He's an ultimate professional. Oh, yeah. Receiver. His route runner
1: a phenomenal. But back to your uh, no less than 90 catches. Mm. 2016 was that massive injury week one. He still has six catches before he got hurt. But after that, 102 catches, 97, 104, 100, 106. Talk right, about right. consistency. like. Yep. That's a guy I want. Then he finishes what's for three, then 12, 6, 14, 10. So and, you're not going to get worse than 14.
2: And that's right. also, that's also with two different quarterbacks. You know, like the ultimate test of that is like, he did right. that with two different quarterbacks right. over those last, mm-hmm. last five years, right? God, I right. love Keen Allen. And you're, he's a
0: guy that you can grab like a lot of times third round. Like you don't even have to take him first. You don't have to take him on the turn. You maybe you can get him like late second. You still feel good about it, but he, is a guy that slips to me in like the third round. Him and Joe Mixon are the guys that are always down the third round. And I feel like I still always end up with them. And I'm usually pissed about Joe Mixon worked out
2: last year. And then I'm always happy with Keenan Allen. Mm -hmm. Team unsexy, but put up points, right? I think like, I think like to bring this back to dynasty a little bit, if you're a contender Keenan Allen for 23 firsts or 20 or a package of a young player in a second, I mean, that's that's money all day go get him in dynasty like everyone's yeah. going to be like the wheels are about to fall off mm-hmm. if he's on a team now. that's a meddling team like that's a great he's a great dynasty buy yeah and
0: he's so disrespected you might not even need to give up a first you might be able to give up like a second
2: in a young piece or like a fill a tight oh, end okay. need and somebody might be like oh yeah dude, he, he's not well, yeah he'll deal that in the in the dynasty mentality if like you're like the contender i mean like you're giving up a weight 23 first right so oh, i yeah. think that oh, yeah. His, yeah. Value, his value is equal i think like that's great value to get you an your team is like a weight 23 versus yeah. Kind of oh, like, yeah
0: i agree i would do that for sure Mike be the edge is, yeah.
2: mike williams is a, is the sexy pick and he's boomer bust like <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, if you look at his game log with Mike Williams, you see, like, in the middle middle of the season last year, Justin Herbert just stopped throwing the ball down the field. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was game, was the game scripts, or if it was, like, what they decided to do on offense, not really sure. It was bad. It just stopped throwing the ball downfield, yeah. but, like, I know Mike, Williams got dinged up a little bit, but still, he, I mean, he's That's out true. There. Yeah, that, that's right. He was. He was dinged up a little bit. Maybe they changed their offense a little bit because of that, but, they could I mean, have. He just can't stay healthy. But I mean, he's like for Mike Williams is like in that like the alpha wide receiver range, as much alpha wide receiver as you can get. Like if he stays healthy all season, like he could put up a big season, but just a Keenan Allen's just a safer, easier pick to make and redraft, like
1: right. And the, the reason that Mike Williams was ahead of him at, at the end of the year, like he had games with 32 points, you know, week 5, 22, week 18, which I hate to count because you're not playing in week 18. So that's a... It was like
2: wide receiver one through five weeks.
1: So so one through five, it's 18 points, 18 points, 29, one, fluke, 32. And then like you said, middle happened from week six on three, two, six, five, 18, five, 13, nine, six, and then missed a week, then 13, 22. Like you're right. Like, there were like weeks you were starting him and he got you three and then two and then six and you're like shit
0: yep and then you sat I and, you just, and you may have to bench even, him like yeah you didn't even get the points when he finally blew back up i mean i've been right. talking about doing this forever Is trying to figure out a way to uh quantify like actualized fantasy points so mm-hmm. after like a certain stretch of sat or four performances where you most likely sit a guy if i could find like data on how many people started to sit him after a week and do like if it's a 15 20 shift and sit yeah and we then those points didn't actually not being actualized i don't know it would take me a ton of time and effort and a way smarter brain to figure it out but um he's one of those guys that like i think he's he's very um prone to that happening every year he has big games and he disappears and they're back for big games and i think if you look at even like zoom out a little bit and look at it from a larger perspective and you look at his career and it looks a lot like that. And you say, well, maybe last year was just his like, okay, make sure I get big money, make sure I get paid. And now I can go back to coasting and kind of being a letdown for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Get that well, guarantee money.
2: I, I think it's more with Mike Williams is like his ability to jump up so high also gives him the ability to fall down so goddamn hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, yeah, like and he doesn't let up. He, <laughs> he's like parallel to the ground all, every game he's always separating shoulders and like messing up. Like he has just so many fall injuries, you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes it, his well, yeah. he he,
1: yeah. he goes so hard.
2: Yeah. Which but, you can
0: respect, but if you're going to the point where you're hurting yeah, yourself, it, it's dangerous. No good for the team. Right.
1: Uh, before you leave the charges, um, <laughs> the running backs, I think we can always say Eckler is at least a top four running back to be drafted this year um but how would you th- i don't know that i put him in my top four be drafts you know
0: draft i'm, I'm he, he's meant too yeah i know you, i know you love, I, I love eckler but i'm not i'm not going to make him my bust of the year again so he's not no, going to have a huge year this <laughs> no, song, this he has just, his best just, year of his career despite me yeah um <laughs> so are you drafting isaiah spiller
1: or are you just drafting him as, is he just a handcuff for eckler i wouldn't are even are cuff him,
0: him in in redraft i wouldn't even cuff him i don't i don't care i don't want spiller if it's dynasty sure like i think there's a i think there's value different to completely different story cuffs are important in dynasty to the point of like you're crippling your team when you don't have them redraft i think if i say spiller if echo goes down and spillers there i don't think isaiah spiller is somebody i feel comfortable starting as more than a flex play anyways and even that i think might be pushing it so not gonna draft him in
2: redraft and i'll probably end up eating those words but
1: <laughs> yeah i'm recording this
2: i, I went <laughs> I wouldn't draft Spiller in Dynasty. Like I think he's sucks personally. That's just my personal I mean, opinion. Wasn't he horrible
1: guy. in but, college, his senior year, and then horrible at the combine?
2: He, yep. He had a rough combine. He was fine. I don't know, it depends on who you ask. But like he was how nasty was I, like three like, years ago and hasn't been as good since so is he the Chuba right.
0: Hubbard of that draft class? That's a that's a fair comparison.
2: But Chuba like, Hubbard was John, the next he, big thing. Gone to your head, Scott? You're telling me that you're going to take Eckler like over Najee Harris?
0: I'm taking Eckler over
1: Derek Henry. I'm taking Eckler over his CMC. Um, so your, so your one question. is JT, right?
2: Wait, your one is Harris.
1: JT. I'm, I, I'm two, having prize at RB six.
2: Oh, I thought you said RB two. I'm sorry. You, Who? I thought you said that you had Eckler at RB two. No, I do. I just don't know how you can. Take him over Najee Harris. Like I get, like everything you want to say about like Devin Cook, Joe Mixon, McCaffrey, Dark Henry, like their stuff. But like, what has Najee Harris done to you that you wouldn't take that volume, man? Like I get all of the that. RB2 that's what All the other guys. That's
1: my therapist. That is <laughs> my therapist. No, um, I mean, I that, I think that's a different podcast when we do our rankings. But all right. Okay, so cool. no, so so you would have Najee probably as your RB two and redraft.
2: Oh no! And redraft Christian McCaffrey's my RB two. He oh, might okay. even be my RB one.
1: Yeah, I, I'm talking about like strictly 2022. Taking Eckler two.
2: I would take I would take Najee Harris over Eckler this year. Okay. that's what I'm saying. All
1: right, all right. Bull prediction. I, th- I small a treehouse bet. I'm treehouse I'm, sure, bet. I'm just
0: more surprised that you're off Derrick Henry at two. I thought oh, of, I, uh,
1: I I I got Derrick at
0: three. And in, in half PPR or in full? I mean, in full, maybe you want to grab. Eckler, I guess I could get that, but half
2: PPR, I, I don't think I'm I'm letting D Henry walk on me at two. Stick. Okay. I I won't jump into a Tennessee. I would I don't want to derail the, the theme of the podcast my bad. Please, yeah, that- the division previews are ripe for derailing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like Tennessee just feels like it's ready for imploding. Like, I just it just feels weird. I don't know what's going on in Tennessee. It just feels like they're ready to suck. I think
0: right. Malik Willis and Derrick Henry are gonna be running some crazy option shit and it's gonna be fantastic. Right, yeah. right, a right lot after the tenth
2: game, Malik Willis will come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But imagine that, imagine that decision that like that point of decision for a linebacker or a corner or safety that comes down to help out. And you're like, all right, well, it's Malik Willis, pretty damn fast guy. I should probably you know, start breaking my steps down, get ready to tackle him, make sure he doesn't get by me on a move. Or I break my feet down, I'm <laughs> flat-footed, and Derek Henry's got the ball <laughs> and puts me in the fifth row.
2: But, yeah, <laughs> that's No the matter the so no time, um, and you take the quarterback so you don't have to tackle Derrick Henry 100% of the time. Yeah. Yep. You
0: flatten Malik Willis, and you say, run yeah. out play again with Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis is in the hospital. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, helmet to kneecap, let's go.
1: All right, so the worst team in the division last season, Denver yeah. Broncos, another fantastic team. It sucks hey. that one what, what, what of these teams are going to finish fourth.
0: My dark horse from a year ago,
1: seven so and ten record last season. New coach in Nathaniel Hackett, a new OC in Justin Otten. Oaten, um, Craig would would correct would. me. I don't I don't know him. Um, this is where we need Craig. He he'll tell you where he coached, what he's good at, and if his wife's hot or not. But Anyways, no quarterbacks brought up, brought back from last year. Drew Locke is gone. Bridgewater's gone. Drew Locke's with Seattle. Bridgewater's backing up. Tua.
0: No, that's uh, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah, because right,
1: Brissette, right. right. I, I get, I get the good. I
0: good. always mix up Teddy Bridgewater and Jacob Brissette, which dude, makes I, no sense because they're such different guys. But dude,
1: I, I did it on the Arthur. salary sheet, and I got yelled. At. I'm like, dude, I, I I, you know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like I, they, they're like they're the same bad backup quarterbacks. In, they both the wear gloves. I'm so sorry,
0: quarterback. I mean, that's really it.
1: They're both lucky to be in the league. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and some other big players that are gone. Noah Fant is also gone. The tight end, promising tight end, but Russell Wilson. I mean, I think we can spend a lot of time on that. Russell Wilson's brought in. Um, the rumors were true. He wanted out sound like it was kind of mutual Seattle's looks like they're going to rebuild. They gave Wilson the opportunity to go to a team that we've been saying for the last, I don't know, three to four years that they, they're a quarterback away. They've just kept a good defense all these years and like, Hey, come on. Like these guys are going to leave. If we don't get fucking someone here, like we already lost Von Miller. Like we can't lose everyone else, but they finally get, um, a quarterback in Russell Wilson. He is probably, I don't, I'm not going to say the best receiving core of his his career because he, oh he's he's had some great receiving core, but now he has the opportunity to actually throw the ball. like he he's got those chains off and he can throw the ball now,
0: yeah. And I mean, so Russell Wilson immediately changes what that offense can do and what that offense should do, right? So you look at vacated targets and I like, go, oh, well, there's only ninety eight vacated targets. that's that's not that many. And you go, all right, but let me do some quick math here. And Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke threw the ball like 350-ish times, maybe 360. Don't check my math. But Russell Wilson hasn't thrown the ball 360 times in his career ever. He's thrown the ball 50 times, like minimum, more than that every single season that he's ever been in the NFL. And in some of those seasons, he's thrown the ball 200 more times. So instantly, you're like, this offense is changing whether it's changing for the better or worse. We'll see, but they're going to throw the ball more. Russell Wilson didn't go to Denver to say, okay, let me turn and hand it off to the running back. We- he might turn and throw it to the running back. Right. I said, it was interesting, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's kind of just, you don't even know what to expect from this team, except more volume in the passing attack.
1: It, and it's not even more volume. It, it's, it could be close to the same, maybe 100 more. I know it's kind of asking a lot, but with the team last year, it's not a lot, but just more consistency, you know, a better percentage, you know, a guy that's not going to overthrow Sutton every throw, a guy that's not going to overthrow Judy, like a guy that's, that's getting, get it there. And you look at the vacated targets, 98 vacated rushing attempts, 40. Like, oh crap, all right, this is the, the same team. But yeah, it is a, almost the exact same team with an MVPs
0: type of quarterback. Right, and, you can, and you, can, you can even look at it and say a hundred more attempts in last year's offense for the Broncos is three additional games. Like, what could Russell Wilson do in three additional games worth of passes? Right, quite a lot, I'd say. I mean, last year, even on a noodle arm with a broken finger where he missed, you know, significant time, he threw the ball four hundred times. How does Drew Locke and Teddy Bridge muffins not come up with that number of Bridge throws? I, I don't even understand, but. <laughs> they did. And I think it hurt the team in the long term because if you have Russell Wilson slinging the rock around, what does that do? I mean, it's this cliche as hell, but it opens up the running game and it opens up the short quick passing game and you get these little punches in. And then all of a sudden, Jerry Judy's got space to operate. Cole, Cole and son is catching bombs now. Tim Patrick is carrying a $33 million bag around
2: like yeah. these guys <laughs> are getting money because they intend to use them. Also, Russell Wilson easily one of the better play action quarterbacks in the league. And Mike, Having a good running game and also options on the outside, I think, I think it is a really good fit for him, but I think the Russell Wilson addition, the thing that I think that people aren't really talking about is that there shouldn't be enough carries for Javante and Melvin Gordon next year. And that's like, I don't know what to do with that.
1: And they both had 203. So 203 attempts each, Melvin Gordon, 918 yards, Javante, 903. Like... You, you you can't have a more compare. You don't write that. You can't write that. You, you, you couldn't even try. I mean, Melvin had uh, eight rushing t- touchdowns. Javante had one more receiving touchdown. They finished RB 17 and 18 last year. That's not going to happen. I mean, could Javante no. finish RB 12 to 16? Sure. But that means Melvin Gordon's completely washed away, which I don't think they're going to do that because Melvin Gordon was brought back. And I saw him play last year. Like, he's a veteran back. That a guy Russell Wilson's going to want to fucking pass
0: block for him, and, and Javante Melvin, Williams right. struggled on the goal line. I mean, part of the reason that Melvin had more touchdowns is because Javante couldn't punch it in right. a lot of the time. I mean, he got the shots at it, and just couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. he probably worked on that. If he goes out, you know, week one and he freaking smashed through the line on the uh, right on the one yard line, maybe he eats some of that role, but. I mean, like, like you said, it, you can't script a 50-50 split better than this. And even when we talk about a 50-50 split, I think we usually talk about 150, 200-yard gulf in running backs, and we still call it 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's never a 16-yard right. gulf really with identical exactly.
2: carries. Yeah, the, the, but, like, I just think that the 406 carries between the two of them is just untenable. Bringing bring in Russell Westbrook. And, uh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Westbrook would
0: take the ball a lot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he takes the ball a lot. (laughs) Then they would have no cares if Westbrook was there.
1: But (laughs) again, like you have Wilson there. And like Dow said, they're going to throw more. But you're also getting it, hopefully, a healthy Judy, a healthy Sutton, a healthy Tim Patrick. And you're going to throw more to them because last year, you know, banged up Judy or suspended Judy. I forget what it was, banged up Sutton. So you had to kind of lean on the run more. The only thing I can see is like they might be able to do it if if they're up in games, but again, they're in this division. There's no, you're up in games. You're running the clock out. You're it's going to be every possession. You have to score pretty much. If you're playing these,
0: these teams, and they're not that far below the division average on, um, overall offensive touches. So it's not like, you know, there's, just freed up plays that a faster tempo comes in and, and, and creates for you out of out of thin air, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're at 809 offensive touches. The high on the division is like 890. Averaged out there, like 860-ish. I don't know how it looks across the league, but specifically in the division, if you're only grabbing another 50, 60, 70 plays, they're not all passes, but maybe they have to be. I don't know how this offense looks. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: as hot as people are on Denver, I think Deeks mentioned it earlier. He's hot on the Raiders. I would have said probably before this podcast, I was bigger on Denver. I think I might be shifting to the Raiders camp. It's not as hard to take as
2: I thought it was. Well, so apologize. the (laughs) the other thing with the, with specifically Denver, like on the defensive side is that I think that they're a lot more shallow defensively and also on offensive line than some of the, like the other team, like the other teams in this division are so goddamn deep in a lot of these positions. And I think, Denver finished that seven and 10 last year, mostly just because of injuries. I'm like, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility again, is that if they have a few more injuries because their division is so difficult that they'll struggle to compete. <laughs> like, that's the only reason why, like, I'm not as hot on Denver. Cause I also don't think that they've drafted overly well over the last few years. I don't think that they've had.
1: They get certain last year.
2: Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's really, he's like really, really, really good. He's one of the top like ten cornerbacks in the league.
0: Mm-hmm. And they have
2: um,
0: Ronald Darby on the other side. So I mean, I mean they've got some decent
2: talent there. Chubb,
0: but... Chubb and the defensive end. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, and bless Austin. So I mean, it's pretty much a wrap. But, um, no, I mean, like they've, they've got the talent. I mean, like you said, you, once you get past their starters, their depth is, is certainly lacking. I mean, right. if you look at the Raiders, um, and kind of stack them up positionally so much more depth across the board. I mean, you saw last year when you had, um, Crosby and, uh, the other character on the other end, I can't remember his name, That's but, name. um, Cleland Farrell and the other guy, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just subbing in and out left and right. I mean, they're keeping everybody fresh. Denver doesn't do that. Denver plays guys like it's the 1960s and they just run there. Those are my starters. Go play football. So if it works, great. But with the way that we've seen injuries trend over the last few years on at every position, I mean, not having depth is a death sentence. And even if you take it back to the the trade that netted you, Russell Wilson, you sent out Noah Fant, who I think had tremendous upside at tight end. And you said, well, we're all set. We've got um, Albert O. Albert O and the, and the other cad, Uh Whose name escapes me at the moment as well, but you gave up a, a you know another what I'd say alpha tight end and high draft stock, high you know high tan, high intangibles, great athlete, and you're going to replace him with a guy who has struggled with injury and is kind of unproven in the NFL. So you gave away the one position that you had depth that you didn't add it back, and then Deeks mentioned you didn't draft that well. So well, what they get doing? yeah, that
1: they mean? get Greg Dulch or Dulch douche. Dol-
0: Good
2: old yeah. douche. I think, I think like Noah fans morning when he got the notification on his phone that. It, the only the only thing he saw on his phone at that Russell Wilson
1: day. traded Russell
2: Wilson traded Denver. They, he was he, like, that's absolutely me. what happened. Yeah, so let's go. <laughs> and then Mikey clicked into it and was like, "Oh fuck, I got traded." Yeah, <laughs> well, no. it's
1: because it's never Starts any text players. Text, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, I'm
2: it's, getting nine touchdowns. It's
1: yeah. always picks when you trade for players, especially yeah, vets right. like that. It's never it's, players, but it was like it was Shelby Harris too, right? Or yeah,
2: yes. yeah, and Harris so, and Fan.
1: like, <laughs> God, they got fucking like good players back
2: Fant felt like such a throw-in he was like the nba throw-in player for salary but doesn't need to happen in absolutely NFL yeah different.
1: yeah <laughs> that that's not an nfl thing to do he just they're like <laughs> you no know, look like, it was like last second like like the deal was done and then like, hey toss like Fant. That, that was I'm always, that fan yeah, too. fuck it dude. I don't care we're so happy like tossing
2: if you ask yeah. for someone else we'll name toss anybody it.
0: yeah so, that's <laughs> uh, so funny. It's like he do totally... a deal with Carves. It's like, yeah, just sneak, sneak a guy in there. The last well, night. take care like, of oh, I just accept. Ah, oh, fuck. What well, do you got me? Sneak yeah. So, big.
1: so we talked about the running backs. We talked about Russell Wilson, uh, before we get to the water, I think we want to end with that. That's probably the most exciting part to end it. Alberto, um, on everyone's radar, you know, like we all said, Noah no fans gone. He's the next guy in line. He's with Russell Wilson. He's got a good quarterback. Is he a top twelve tight end in redraft leagues?
0: Top twelve? I mean, probably like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> no, Turtle six, for-
1: six to twenty-five. You can argue twelve. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe. I don't care. If it's top if you ask me, top six, seven, eight. I just I think, think he's no. he's
1: going to go too early in drafts where I'm not gonna reach to take him, which. Like I said before, I'll take a guy like Gerald Everett later on, like rounds later, then I'll take Elberdo. Like, Elberdo's a sexy young name.
0: Yeah, I I mean, mean, I got him at 210 in our
1: our dynasty
0: draft, which is huge, I thought. I was Mm -hmm. like, that's the perfect value. That's what Mm -hmm. I wanted him right around there. In redraft, completely different story, but if he can scale an 82.5% catch percentage and 14 Mm -hmm. targets or or whatever, I don't even know, 330 yards on Sorry. 82. <laughs> 40 targets. Sorry. That's pretty phenomenal. Actually. Yeah. 33 catches for 330 yards, 10 yards of pop at an 82 and a half percent catch percentage. If he can scale that, which he should be able to, because his quarterback is much better. Sure. He has a top six, seven potential at the tight end position. However, when's the last time Russell Wilson had a dominant tight end on his team? Jimmy Graham 12 years ago, not I
1: mean, even Jimmy Graham. He was, wow, a I don't think he and went there.
0: Yeah. I was the corpse of Gerald
1: Everett. Wasn't great last yeah. season. I know they were really played together because Russell Sirth and ever was hurt a bit, but who's yeah. it,
0: Luke, whatever his name Luke was. Wilson. Yeah, Luke Wilson. exactly.
1: will did. Disney had a week or two, four, yeah, four years it's just, ago. Like, it's yeah.
0: flashes of the tight end.
2: And then Russell goes right back to using all of his wide receivers. So, so. Yeah. And the other thing, like with Russell Wilson, like from talking to some Seattle fans too, like, is that if you watch enough Seattle football with Russ, he doesn't throw through the middle of the field. And it's like the same Kyler Murray effect where it's like these small quarterbacks throw to the outsides. What tight end is running corners, Right. right? You know, like what tight end is like running just like 10, 10 outs. Like it's not, you need a pretty spectacular tight end, like physical tight end to be able to run a 10 yard out and catch it and then run it upfield for 25 yeah. yards. Yeah. 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 Any <laughs> separation. Like unless you are like on an Evan, elite linebacker,
0: right. Ingram, you need a wider receiver. Is a wide receiver, receiver. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and, and exactly. like you mentioned too, Russell Wilson is an elite play action guy. So if you're rolling play action, he's probably in. That's blocking. Right. And then if he decides to leak out, Russell Wilson's like, yeah, do I check it down for three yards or just take it myself with my feet? What's, you know, what's the difference? And I think Russell Wilson, you see a lot take a few uh, few extra yards on his legs instead of dishing it to a, a tight end to save, him, save himself three steps. Or he'll bomb it deep to the wide receiver that's way downfield off the play action. It's kind of similar to what we saw Matt Stafford do when everybody asked if he could run the play action in the Rams offense. And how did Rams tight ends fare last season? Not too hot.
2: No,
1: no, they, no they did not. Um, Scott, comment. Tyler and again, <laughs> yeah, Higby, <be> my, my <laughs> My break out. I can't stand that fucking guy. No,
2: <laughs> hey, he's a very, very good tight end. He he's one of the very best very
1: blocking innocent. tight
0: ends in the league, <laughs> and 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 that's why he gets paid as so. Exactly. Um, but again, like, him and Tequil Harry, and I'm starting a points per block league. Yes, points per
2: block. Five points per pancake. <laughs> yeah, and then
1: if they can get. An inch separation is minus eight points, so you'll <laughs> lose all day for Nick Lair. Uh So, yeah, so that's Alberto. I think we can all agree that, that that's a guy I'll take a shot on late in leagues, but I think he's going to go earlier than yeah. we want to. Yeah. But let's end with the wide receivers here to end the podcast. Jerry, Judy, Cortland, Sutton, and you got to add in Tim Patrick. I know people always talk about Sutton and, and Judy. Patrick has just been the better, best Denver receiver in the last two seasons.
0: Yeah, if you take out Sutton's injuries, um, Sutton's the guy, but when you look at reality, which includes injuries, Tim Patrick's been the one to bail them out, not Jerry Judy. So Sutton on the sideline, Judy either on the sideline hurt or on the field might as well be on the sideline because he's a ghost. Thank God he dodged any charges. If you're a Judy owner in Dynasty, you're you're Yeah, thanking uh, your lucky stars that he's going to skate. Doesn't look like he's going to face any discipline from the NFL either, which is great, but... Tim Patrick, I mean, if he's not flying up your draft boards, he probably should be. He's a late-round guy, 10-plus rounder, that I'd be happy to take. I mean, I, I bashed MVS earlier. I'd probably take Tim Patrick before I take MVS in a lot of formats. That's a I I'll, could I'll make a that
2: my bold take of the frigging season. I would say Tim, <laughs> yeah, Tim Patrick's ceiling is very limited. His skill level is more – Tim Patrick is oh, – will always be a much better football player than a fantasy player because like what i see tim patrick do like when they're playing offense is tim patrick goes in motion and then kicks out a D end like he's a tight end <laughs> like he does like those little things that are so important to a football team when you're running an offense but that don't like get you fancy points so i think like his ceilings limited his floor is probably also very good right like he's Going to finish with at least 600 yards next year. He's going to be on the field more. I feel like when they run two wide receiver sets, Jerry Judy's is the odd man out, right? Like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton are on, on the field in, in two wide receiver sets for them. Like if they go, you know, um, like 21 personnel. It's, yeah, they fit that the alpha team. prototype better than Judy does. Right. And Judy probably runs out of the slot a little bit more, which maybe that's good for him. But I feel like if we, do we want to sit here and also try to like mold these wide receivers into Seattle's offense and say, Judy plays the walk role and Corwin son plays the DK Metcalf role. Cause I don't think that that's right either.
0: Yeah. No, yeah I don't I, even I, know I, that Seattle's offense carries over to Denver. So I don't even know if yeah. there's any, like, well, I mean, to
2: bear by making the comparison. But, but, but like we've seen, we were like, does When Peyton Manning came to Denver, they brought his offense in.
0: Yeah, I just think Peyton Manning's pedigree is a little bit more um supreme than is Russell Wilson's.
2: I don't know. What's going on. what's going with the numbers? I mean, the number of audibles called it the line alone. Peyton Manning gets to win. Yeah, but... yeah. He he makes it into his own offense regardless. Like no yeah. matter what the play call is. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, yeah, no, we use your playbook. Use your playbook. He's like, All right, guys, yep. you're the audible stuff. So <laughs> go
0: on. <laughs>
1: You know, Demarius, go
2: here. The, the yeah. coach,
1: coach just said, fuck, coach. Yeah, fuck. My I'm team.
2: Really See how big my forehead is?
1: <laughs> yeah, I but,
2: think, but... I think I fade all Denver wide receivers this year. I just don't... I don't love it. I don't love Russell West... Russell, I do <laughs> Russell. like... Yeah, I Russell get, I, I get you don't... Know,
1: yes, is it not an NBA podcast, Derek.
2: <laughs> I just feel like he's not... Like, he is a good quarterback, <laughs> but he's not an elite passer you look at his rushing statistics over his years, like we sit here and we play fantasy. So we know the fantasy numbers. And if you look at his rushing, it's really carried the water for a lot of his passing stuff. Like he's like probably average, like at least 400 yards a season rushing in his career. Like, and that's 40 points every year in fantasy. I don't know if that translates to, to like wide receiver production, like we're thinking. So I think I just fade all of them and I guess they're going later so Corbin Sutton could win your league for you if he ends up being Yeah, I'm a
1: massive sutton guy this year cuz I can get him later.
2: It's the value of the pick is like what's more tantalizing than anything. Yeah. Yeah, if you see Sutton hanging out
0: at, I don't know, 5th, 6th round, I mean yeah, you can jump at six, him 6th. I'm not even looking at ADPs. I'm I'm just so smart. We're it's just so smart. They? They, they,
1: you know what's going on in the third, right? <laughs> it's,
0: like, <laughs> it's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah sure. If I'll you, take him. If you, if you, he's just hanging out there around 15, I'll take him, I guess. There'll nobody wants him. But no, I mean, I think that's it. You have to balance these aren't guys that you're like, I need to have this guy on my team and I'll spend up for him. It's like you need to balance your cost
2: versus your if benefit. he's
1: there when I believe he should be there,
0: I'll take him. Yeah.
2: who is who is he going around do we have like any does anyone do either well like he, you, up?
1: you guys want to keep on talking i'll just look for it because like because i would like to those.
2: see like what are the, like the two wide receivers going before and after sun and jerry judy and see just how we feel about those guys all I right so some picks.
1: here we go um fancy pros wide receiver 27 croton Sutton. right before and wide receiver 25 jerry judy
0: because most drafts happening right now are Ooh. dynasty drafts in these. Young-
1: Amon Ross, St. Brown, and for twenty six before him. Allen Robinson, twenty eight. Hunter Renfro, twenty nine. Elijah Moore, thirty. Adam Thielen, thirty one. Then before that, Michael Thomas, Marquise Brown. Damn. Why does he deep?
2: Why yeah. are yeah. so deep? So deep. But like I would still take
1: Sutton over Judy this season, though.
2: But gone to your head in a redraft league, do you take either of them over Thielen this year? Um. That's depend, hard. It's a
1: pen. What my draft is like so far.
0: I am a noted, <laughs> but that, hater. I'm very concerned. I'm a about deal, about I'm, I'm
1: not but. a huge dealing guy, but he's a guy that he's wide receiver 31 and ADP. Yeah. That's he's gonna, he's gonna get points though. He's, that he, he's gonna he outproduce. He's
2: gonna outproduce. Yeah, that.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
2: that,
1: I, that's that's that, tough. That's a good, a good question. Or
2: like Al, Al Robinson's right there too. I mean, it would be really hard for me to take either of those guys over Al Robinson going into the second wide receiver in mm-hmm. the Rams offense. Like same. But I, I mean, just
1: thought I mean, Sutton. I thought Judy would be even further down. I didn't know if he was priced for twenty five on ADP. That that, that seems high.
2: Do we all I think, do, think that again? I see- think it's just dynasty influence more than anything with yeah. the, the data that's coming out at this point. Yeah, in the year. true. Yeah, do we? But like in redraft, we we're probably all taking Sun over Judy. Is that that's the play? I am yeah,
0: because I, I've seen it. I think he's the one, the true one in that offense. Yeah.
1: Like like you said, he's going to be lining up more during each game than Judy. Like if I they, think
2: for sure, snap yeah. count, he'll definitely win the snap count. Like I just saw percentage is
1: fucking massive for. Butter receivers,
2: yeah. Availability is the best ability in mm-hmm. fancy football. Quote it. It's
1: quoted I, I get corner. a tattooed on my ass.
2: So, am I the first person to say that? I think so. <laughs> I think ever, actually. <laughs> so? Yeah, that's mine now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so one, I'm gonna patent that, and it's gonna cost you like 8,000 bucks. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, all right. So, I, I, I guess we kind of spent a little not too much time because it's. This division is, again, the best division we're going to go through, the best division we're probably going to see. There's going to be highs, there's going to be more lows than we think, but there has to be lows. I mean, not every team in this division is going to hit every single week, but it should be a lot of fun to watch. I'm very excited to see it. And Dow, do you want to take us out?
0: yeah um as always follow us on top shelf fntsy twitter instagram facebook hit us up ask us questions start asking us about trade stuff we should have a draft kit coming out so much soon for you probably like um, next three
1: weeks question mark
0: yeah something like that but other than that stay fluid stay loose top shelf Fantasy. stay
1: fluid stay